Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and not with me as always is a bunch of people, but Johnny Riot's here. Yeah, I decided I could make it. I figured it was worth a shot. I appreciate it. It would have been very awkward, me just sitting here like, well, we got this really cool news about time... Eh, there's no one here, fuck it. And then I just close everything down. Um, so, it, yeah, definitely not as fun. Um... But yeah, uh, no uh, major potty, no filter cord this week. Just us. Uh, still going to have a good time. Um, so, one of the first things, I don't know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really anticipating talking about it. Um, but it is interesting uh, and not surprising. But uh, Epic had a deal with uh, NBA for, I think it was Fortnite. And it turns out that is their free game from uh well basically right now until may 27th yeah they're, they're back on their mystery game bullshit for the next couple weeks uh so you know last year it was at least hyped up when we got grand theft auto but now it's just like hey here's nba 2k21 um i wasn't surprised because they just talked about dropping a ton of nba skins into into fortnite which yeah. is also really weird because i've never thought of basketball as a battle royale wait hold on is it no, it's not. It'd be a lot better if it was. I think I'd be into basketball if the live action thing was like a battle royale. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But anyhow, you can pick up NBA uh, 2K21 right now. Uh, here in um, yeah four days, I think it resets at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so in about four days here, we'll have another mystery game. Mystery game could be anything. Yeah, I'm not even trying to guess what it could be. They've got such a good track record of, like, pleasant surprises and cool things. And they've also had just as big of a track record of complete, absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. And I believe there's one other thing as well that's just free for just a little bit longer. I think it's Sludge Life. Yeah, Sludge Life, uh, you have about a week left before you have to pay for it. So. Yep. So yeah. It's been free for a year. If you missed out, you missed out. Yes, yeah. it's also worth mentioning that since it's the epic mega games or mega sale, um, you've got that free ten dollar coupon to add to your account to get ten bucks off a game on the sale list. Yeah, I buy um, way too much stuff when this happens. Yeah, I, I generally buy a couple things as well. Um, I don't have anything on on my radar right now, though. So, so, I, so I might so, have to look through. So I've actually got a fun one for you. Um, okay. If you have a dual sense and feel like playing some Metro Exodus, you can grab it on sale on the Epic Game Store right now using your ten dollars off coupon. And get it for like less than ten bucks, I believe. Um, yeah. And with the new PC update, Metro Exodus now has full dual sense support on PC. Yes. Um, that actually trans uh, transitions perfectly into that first article, of course. Um, just talking about that, there was, uh, I, I saw it originally, it was just like a video of showing the um, DualSense fully functional on PC. Which was yeah, there's, there's a lot of videos out there right now of just people pointing a gun and pulling the trigger and watching the trigger just go rat tat 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 like back and forth. It's exciting. You know, if, if you are a heavy PC gamer and, uh, you know, you haven't had the opportunity to you know, play a PS5, or you're like, you know what, I'm not really a console person. Um, 
it's uh, it, it's 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 really good. This is the best innovation of this console generation, and it's now kind of worming its way over into uh, PC, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah adaptive triggers. Really are, adaptive triggers are why I'm mad that I'm buying games on Xbox still. Like. I absolutely yeah. loved. I loved Resident Evil Village, but knowing that I'm playing it on Xbox and don't get the adaptive trigger fun really upsets me. Yeah, I I kind of expected it for Village to be a little heavier, um, but you know it, it's it's lightly there. Um, I think the thing that gets gets me the majority of the time is um, being attacked by enemies. It's not so much the gun combat, but it's it's being attacked by enemies or someone. Uh, like walking behind you, um, you can kind of like feel it just a little bit. Like especially when like Lady D is chasing you, you feel the like yeah, little I gonna, tap. I was gonna say someone you. walking behind you. We all know who that is. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's really cool that this is hitting PC. Like that means that they cared enough to shove that code into the PC version of the game. Uh, instead of just leaving it on the Sony side. So as of right now, um, we're seeing some cool reasons to, uh, hopefully the beginning of some cool reasons, to at least own a DualSense, even if you don't have a PS5. Yeah, yeah. It's a comfortable controller as well. Um, but, the, yeah, the, definitely the highlight is that uh, adaptive trigger. So, pretty cool. I, I can't wait to see what else. I, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get it and uh, maybe a few other things. So... We'll see what uh, what happens in the future with that. Um, and let's see, Metro Exodus right now is fifteen bucks, sixty percent off, and then you get a, uh, a. If you buy this, you also get a ten dollar off coupon. Right. Yeah, That's if you that uh, well, that that will start, but you can actually go directly to the uh, you just, you get a coupon for free, just like last time. Okay. So you so get a, you you get get a starter coupon. Yeah, so cool. You get even ten bucks off of this, so you're paying. Yeah, like six you have bucks. to be signed in and everything, but when you go to the mega sale section, you can just re- re- or get coupon, and then you'll have that first ten dollar off coupon. Yeah. So not bad. Epic Games uh, really coming through, and it, it's. I actually haven't bought um, Metro Exodus, so definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Um, PC is actually where I ended up buying it. I, I came and bought the gold edition on the Epic Game Store the last time the $10 coupons were going around. And gold edition is down to twenty two oh nine, So, comes with the comes with the expansion pass. There you go. That's probably the way to go. You'll be getting everything at that point. Yeah, you'll pay like 12 bucks and get all the Metro Exodus funnies. So, it's, uh, it's, it's great. There's some really good content there. It's a good game. Um, some really cool twists and stuff early on that kind of really rocked people that played the other Metro games and were super ready for things to go a certain way. Um, it's good. It's a great game. I was a very big fan, and I just need the time to sit down and get through it all. For sure. Um, and before we go any further, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mansgamesing, chat with us. But all the stuff we talk about here on the podcast, there first, we appreciate all the weekly participation as well over on Twitter. At Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, give us a follow over there so you know when we go live. Do junk just like this. Um, one of the other interesting things this week uh, was 
just it, it felt random. Um, there was a team working on a uh, like time splitters. I don't want to say fan game, um, but they were working with uh, you know they, they were it was just a community of people you know modders and and programmers and uh, artists that really liked time splitters. They wanted something new. They didn't think that there was going to be anything new, um, so they've been you know just working on their own thing. And then out of left field. Um, Deep Silver confirms that it is has um, re has reformed Free Radical Design, the team that made Time Splitters, um, confirms that studio and confirms the new Time Splitter games is in the works. Um, that's weird, and it's really fast. <laughs> like. People have been I, waiting a long time for this because it's it's a fan favorite game. People loved Time Splitters. I, I, I'm not really in that group. I played it and it was fine, but I think I might have got on a little late or something. I, I don't know, but it's it, it's interesting. Well, I um, think it's also really cool that I was just talking about recently that you know the original Time Splitters is in Homefront Revolution, like it's it's it is. it's actually an arcade cabinet hidden in the game, but the full game is in it. Yeah, which is probably the biggest reason to buy Homefront Revolution. It's probably the only reason to buy it. Yeah, um, but it's pretty cool. Uh, the founders, um, Steve, uh, I think it's Steve Ellis and David Doak, um, they, you know, they, they've. I believe that they're back uh, for this n new reform um, as well. Uh, I believe there's a few others that are that, that are joining, um, I and I believe did em does Embracer Group now own Deep Silver? I think they do. It's I don't even know, man. I gave up on them. I'm like, looking. Embracer Group just owns way too many things. They own so much. I was just looking at another piece saying that they had 150... Um, they had 150 talks uh, of acquisitions in the making, and as well, 20 of them are in late stage. Um, so it's like, damn, dude. Um, yeah, they own Gearbox Entertainment. Um... looking through <laughs> it's so much because oh man yeah there's there's a lot to it and honestly it's it's one of those rabbit holes that's too big for me to even want to go down um it's annoying it's dumb it really is just there to flush stock and make a select few people much much more money um while not impacting the people at the bottom at all so yeah, I don't. I don't see them listed here, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, but I do see it's been updated to show free radical design. Uh, so that's something. They own Warhorse and Volition. It's oh yeah, right here. Uh, it's under uh, Koch Media slash Deep Silver. So yeah, so that's how they have all of the things under. Deep Silver, like Warhorse and Volition. Um, so, yes. <laughs> uh, 
And, you know, they're, to, to come out and say, it, it seems like straight up fan service to come out and say, oh, hey, the studio that created something you really like is back. And then uh, also, by the way, um, that game that you like that they made, they're making a new one. Um, so that's awesome. I definitely appreciate that. You know, no beating around the bush or anything like that. Um, it's like, let's just get right back to it because, you know, we like what we do. That was pretty cool. All right. Um, let's get to the ranty piece. Uh, so, um, Skyward God, Sword. It's so, it's so stupid. It's... Skyward Sword is getting a remaster. Yeah, which and, is awesome. I've been hyped for awesome. it. I pre-ordered it's it fine. like day one. I'm still super bummed that I missed those limited edition Joy-Cons, but I don't really need them. That's just a superfluous thing that I don't need more of as Joy-Cons, but I hardly ever play on my TV anyway. Speaking um, of things that you don't need... <laughs> they well, been... let's... Nintendo announced that they are adding... Uh, well, they announced this in a fun little weird order. Um, but... They're adding a, a, some, a new uh, quality of life feature to Skyward Sword. They're adding fast travel to it, which I thought was really neat. Because one of the big things in Skyward Sword is you're going from the surface world to like the floating sky world all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which can get kind of tedious and annoying to do all the back and forth um, traveling when you just want to get through the rest of the game. Um, but they added fast travel, which is an awesome quality of life improvement. We're used to seeing that kind of stuff happen with remakes and remasters, right? Like, that's cool. What we're not used to seeing is them locking that behind some kind of a paywall. So Which is what they're doing. <laughs> to access fast travel, you actually have to get the new Amiibo. Oh, and, and it's not a it's, just it, regular Yeah, cheap it's amiibo. not a normal like ten or twelve dollar amiibo, it's a twenty five dollar amiibo. Yeah. And because it's a Legend of Zelda amiibo, you know they're already selling out everywhere. I think that pre-orders have been restocked twice on most websites already. Um, why, why should I pay twenty? Why should I have to pay twenty-five dollars for fast travel? Yeah. When I already have so little time to get through video games I enjoy, why do I have to pay twenty-five dollars more to increase the likelihood that I'll be able to finish this game? And worse, Correct. it's not even the twenty-five dollars because you know. Those are now going to be easy to get in stores. Yeah, it's um, man, it's a controversial thing to do to begin with, and then on top of that, saying, "Hey, you're not only just paying the normal price; you're paying more for a regular amiibo." And you're probably going to pay even more because you're probably going to have to buy it from a third party. Yep. Like, I I know there's going to be a couple stores out there that might have a few on launch day. But you're going to be waiting forever to get your hands on one of these, more than likely, just because it's a Zelda Amiibo. Like, I was excited well, for it when it first got announced. I was like, oh, a Zelda Amiibo, cool. I was like, I don't really care about the bird or Zelda, though. If it were like a dope, like, Skyward Sword Link Amiibo getting re-released, I'd grab it. But Sure. Yeah. And they announced it's locking the fast travel behind using the Amiibo for it. It's like, what the... F- why? Yeah, that's a bad move. And, um, like, and here's the deal. Like, I get that Amiibos are dope and Amiibos do different things. Um, sure. Breath of the Wild, they didn't really do anything that changed the game dramatically. Like, if you really needed to use your amiibos to get extra food and random drops in Breath of the Wild, you just weren't 
doing anything in Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, that that yeah. that game gave you everything. Um, if you, they, they were just extras, yeah, which is what like, they're supposed to be. It's just supposed to be extra things. Yeah, like, it's just superfluous things that aren't going to really impact the game at all. Like, it's just there. Like, oh, I can yeah. cook one more meal now, but I'm also now taking the time to go cook this extra meal, which is also completely pointless. Um, yeah. And do the whole thing with the amiibo, you know? Yeah, and like, oh, do I want Epona? Cool, I can get Epona, but I've already got horses. Um, yeah. Like that Which was I, I think that should be the way, yeah, it should be. That's That makes sense. Um, like, I could have seen it being a, bit... a dope, like, maybe a different skin or something like that, or just a different, like, random thing. Like, even, even the idea of letting it refill your hearts, like... Yeah. That was in Breath of the Wild. There was a Mebo that let you refill your hearts if you needed it bad enough. That's whatever. It's 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 it wasn't the fact that you were paying a premium for a new amiibo that got announced for this thing. It was just a matter of, oh, that old amiibo you might have laying around because you're a big fan, it does this now. Oh, yeah. cool, that's neat. I still never used it. Um, but this is different. This is this isn't even like when in um, Twilight Princess HD on Wii U that came bundled with the Wolf Link Amiibo. That was different. Yeah, it came and that would have been it. fine here. It feels like that may have been an idea, and they're like, "Well, what if we just kind of like piece it out? What if we just charge everyone an extra twenty-five bucks because people were already upset that we charged sixty for the game in the first place?" I oh, defended... the game is. I was just gonna ask that. The game's coming out at sixty. Yeah, yeah. The game's still coming out at sixty, which was I was fine with it. I pre-ordered it already because I never did finish the game. Like they t- they put a lot of work into it. They did change the motion mechanics and start giving you full-on button controls instead of just motion. They did a lot of work, so I was still gonna give them the sixty for it. And then this just happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, I, I it's almost hard. You're, it, oh. you're making it hard to defend you. You are, <laughs> dude. This is like this is borderline classism in like the pettiest of ways like a very and, first world problem version of it but it still is like i can guarantee like we've you know it's already a thing we're all already aware of um the basically i don't know if it's modding i don't know if you want to call it like hacking but basically just creating these um the amiibo things to like specific cards oh yeah yeah i'm probably that's gonna happen immediately oh it already yeah it definitely already is it's already gonna be a thing i've already got friends that are saying they refuse to buy this amiibo they're gonna be they're they're mad that they're gonna have to do it but they are they're going to out of spite just get an amiibo card like they're gonna order one of those dodgy cards off ebay and just have it um because they would rather do that than give nintendo money for this amiibo for the stupid paywall um, right. But, like, that's not... If they would have given, like, a deluxe edition, like, $10 DLC upgrade or something that gave some extra things, like, maybe some different... Maybe a rearranged soundtrack or maybe um, some other... Some different little features here and there and then added fast travel to that, I'd be less angry. Yeah, I think the thing that makes me the most upset is, like, they're not going to learn a lesson from this they're not there's not going to be an impact because oh, yeah. scalpers are just going to buy it yeah this, it's going they, to be these are meat. all sold already these are all going to sell um yeah. and that's what i hate about the scalper market is there's no proper way to gauge supply and demand it is just they're all gone yeah day one they're all gone um yep. I, I kind and of miss working retail because i would refuse returns for people that i knew were scalpers yeah like, I specifically remember a day that someone came in with, like, three large bags full of limited edition pop vinyls. 
that were all from special events and they were supposed to be limit one per customer and one store bragged about a huge sale they got because they sold this one dude four of every one of them and bragged about this huge sale and the guy came to my store to return it like a week later nah kick rocks guy I'm not taking your return you're scum yeah I bought them for my brother <clears throat> oh you bought them you bought three of each of these for your brother your brother needs three of each of them okay. yeah your brother needs three of each of these like comic con edition pops like no you're, <laughs> you're a jackass you can take them back to his store to return them because I'm not taking your return we don't like your kind here Oh, it's just, it's scummy. And then, like, the thing is, yeah. those companies don't care. They get the sale. Sure. Like, it's already off. It's already gone. They've already got their money back for it. They do not care nine times out of ten. This is just such a stupid, scummy way of doing doing this, though. Like, hey, guys, here's an awesome quality of life improvement that, that for a lot of you that are now older than when this game came out, might not have as much time to play video games anymore. So... You know what? It's, it's fast travel can make that a little bit more convenient. I hate fast travel with a passion. I feel like it breaks the immersion of a game, but in the recent years I've started using it because I have to. I'm at the point where I don't have time to walk everywhere. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I recently had to come to terms with that about myself and start using fast travel sucks. And then the fact that they just did this and said, here's a big blue duck. Um, 25 bucks, please. It also, also, it's going to take you places quicker. Just let me go yeah. places quicker. Yeah, just... You don't have to do that. Like, we, we don't need this. Just Yeah, like, you're, they're literally <laughs> overcomplicating the process. Yeah, I, I, I really wonder if they're going to... Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if they're... Just by seeing the backlash online for something like this, for the people just, you know kind of like us talking mad shit about it you know this isn't what we want um i wonder if that's going to change anything you know i wonder if they're going to be like okay maybe that's not a bad idea maybe we should go back to that model where we release it with the <laughs> with uh, the quality you know, with of the life game. improvements that we were bringing anyway yeah like it's literally more work for them to say only an amiibo activates this thing happening that's that's literally more work I mean, if they would have charged, man, I don't know about $25 more than a full price game, but if they would have charged, like, a standard Amiibo price more alongside the regular game and made it, like, a deluxe bundle pack, that would have been awesome. You know, like, like we were kind of saying. It would, have been, it would have been fine. I don't think we'd be having this conversation if that was the thing. And um, the other thing is, like, I've already gotten into arguments with people about it because there are people out there that are still not necessarily defending it, but they're being overly apathetic about it. When it's like, that's not how to be. Like, the, the worst thing I can ever hear is that that's life, get used to it argument. That's not how it has to be. Like, you, yeah. th things can get better. And, and I know we've had this conversation in similar ways before um, about different things, and it has eventually, like, enough people complaining enough being loud enough made a bit of a difference like maybe not in major major ways but like it, the, the smallest ripple can turn into a biggest the biggest wave like it's just a matter of yeah enough people <laughs> need to let you let them know that they're pissed yeah and the thing is it's not i and i don't think it's going to be like oh people on the internet are mad i think it's going to be oh because even negative um, 
you know, even negative PR is still PR. It's still, you're still talking about them, which is what they want. Um, it, it has to be something, I feel like it has to be something financial. There has to be, uh, they have to see a better way. Um, and I don't know, it would be nice. It would be nice if Nintendo, and Nintendo could do it. If there was a company that I feel like would do it, I feel like it would be Nintendo. Oh, our audience didn't seem to like that as much. Because typically you just Nobody liked go, that. Yeah, exactly. It's just the dumb, um, the dumb Fallout meme. They, yeah, they, 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 pref, they prefer this, uh, you know, when we did this um, over that. But no matter what, you know, I feel like more people, more people are talking about this than they are, you know, the Twilight Princess, uh, you know, edition. So it's also like, because it's controversial. You don't want this kind of bad PR and any kind of bad PR around the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Like, this is yeah. that year. We're still waiting to see if they're going to, like, hype up and talk about anything, any other announcements coming, because there's still tons of rumors out there. By the time this game's really... about to drop, they might bring some other stuff out for end of the year. Oh, yeah, I think they will. And I think it's going to be, we're going to sweep the Amiibo thing right no. under the old rug. No. You don't it's, like him. He doesn't like amiibos either. That's because it's a dumb blue duck. A blue duck. It's a dumb with blue a, duck amiibo. <laughs> with a gold chain. <laughs> what a weird thing. God. I, I didn't. I, I didn't end up playing Skyward Sword. It's so I, I should be. I should buy this. A lot of people don't like Skyward Sword. I was fine with it. I thought the motion controls were unique, even though they were definitely like. The, the game was built around the motion controls in Skyward Sword, so it made sense for them. Now, in yeah. um, Twilight Princess, no, it didn't make sense. You just swung your arm, you just wave, wiggled your wrist, and like your sword went everywhere. Um, Skyward Sword came down to, depending on how you were twisting the sword, the controller in your hand, your blade would turn. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of work went into Which it. Which is really very cool. Very unique dungeons. Um, it's just the fact that, since it was restricted to motion control... That made it a lot harder for some people to play. Accessibility reasons like that yeah. was a very big headache. Um, now it's going to be able to get in people's hands a lot easier. I'm excited to play it all the way through. It's the only Zelda game I've never beat. For sure. All right. So uh, moving right along. Um, yeah, this is one you threw up there uh, that I, I had no idea about. Netflix um, looks like they're kind of stalking around the video game market just kind of asking some questions and apparently looking to you know possibly hire some people from the video game industry yeah uh, to help them do something yeah i thought this was really unique because the closest we had seen netflix get into video game stuff was when they started showing all of the um interactive videos where you got to yeah. choose the next scene, like the choose your own adventure style stuff. Um, which Great they idea, had, like, by the, the way. Yeah, because they had like Minecraft story mode. They had some really fun family friendly ones. They had that really weird Black Mirror one that was really neat. Um, they've had a lot of really, really cool stuff. It's just been a matter of that was it. Um, I, isn't there I more potential there? I can't remember. Did they run video games back in the day when they were a delivery service? I don't think I so. I feel like no. they did. Okay. Exactly. I feel, like, I feel oh. like it always went back to gameplay. Netflix was always about movies and stuff. Um, but with what's been going on recently and Netflix getting more video game tie-in stuff... Oh, yeah. 
Like, we got one of the best video game anime adaptations ever with Castlevania. We got live action with The Witcher. Like We're getting um, here, I think it's end of June, June, early July, you have the Resident Evil. Um, yeah. Yeah, like Resident we're getting a lot of a lot of cool video game tie-in stuff in Netflix, but it's never yeah. been just full on video games. Um, so rumor is that it's uh, that their suggested pitch would be kind of like Apple Arcade, you know, letting people stream a bunch of games a month and just kind of yeah. rotate through it. So really, it's the same thing they're already doing, just with video games. Yep. Um, um, and and the hardest part is streaming and latency. That's going to be their biggest thing to overcome. So them kind of stalking around the market and looking to see, like, hey, what can we pick up or who can we pick up that can bridge that gap? Um, it's I, I mean, it's different for you know, of course, streaming a movie than you know, streaming some sort of like online game. Um, I still think that this is the way of the future. It's just I, I don't I don't think people are ready for it yet. Um, you know something like um, uh, you know something like I know Amazon had Luna. Of course, we have um, uh, Google's controller and streaming service, uh, the Stadia. Um, I still think that's the way of the future. This idea is the way of the future for video games. Um, it's just people aren't ready for it yet. I think it's going to take one of the big... Probably, I, I don't want to say big three, because there are three, you know, big contenders in the video game uh, the video game console market. That's the thing that's really, I think, um, stomping stuff like this out. Xbox is really leaning toward pretty much that 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 streaming, you know, with uh, with Game Pass. Um, I think it's like if we see PlayStation dip their toe into that a little a little more, um, I think the following generation after that will be it'll be looking at basically what Xbox was doing this generation. Hey, here's here's a console. Um, but the big thing here is Game Pass, which you can play anywhere. Um, and I was just looking at that too, and I, I don't know. I, I would like to see um, some of those numbers, but I know the PS, of course, the PS5 outsold um, the Series X by like twice as much. Um, that's not taken into consideration something like. Uh, you know, like their um, Game Pass service. So, I don't know. I, I think this is a good idea. I, I think it allows them to do something, you know, to do... Uh, break into that same market that a lot of other people are already in. I wonder if they'll come out with something else. Um, yeah, like... I, like, I think like, like a controller or... I think it's know, definitely something. a neat idea. Um, I think enough people already have Netflix that it could be a, a game changer just adding something special with a new kind of package. Um, yeah. I'm just tired of seeing, you know, my Netflix price already go up by like a dollar every couple of years because, as we all know, that's nothing to one person. Like, to you, like, to you or me, like, no, that's an extra dollar, that's fine. Yeah. B big picture, though, that's 
that's billions a year extra for them. For them. Um, like at at what point do they just? At what point are they going to be too big for their own britches? Like, like I don't yeah, think it, Netflix needs to get into video games. I mean, they're. I still. I think at this point they're doing things that we like, and the point that they need to stop is when they're when they stop doing things that people like. Um. I mean, like you said, they've brought us some of the things that we thought we would never see. You know, we never thought we would see, um, you know, Girl and the Witcher. But that was one of the, you know, raddest things that, you know, that that's happened in video game live action ever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm here for it, but I'm listening. I think it's like, the kind of... Because my big worry, like, is that, yet again, we're going to see someone go out and have these negotiations for a new service, kind of like how Apple Arcade did, and, yeah. and lock down something exclusive completely outside of what I normally am able to experience. Because I have every gaming console in the world, and there are still games I can't play because my favorite developing, my favorite studio decided to partner with Apple for the release of their latest game. And I'm just like, I don't own any Apple products at all. Like, on principle, I don't own Apple products. Come on. Um, yeah. And I it's mean, just, I, I feel like going to Netflix for going this route, they've already been able to give us some really, really cool stuff visually, but they are starting to charge more for it, and we're seeing that. Uh, and we've right. also seen where Netflix isn't willing to give certain shows a chance most more often than not they they crunch the numbers on it so hard that it's not about fan service it's it's really is just a money game with them and they'll cancel a show before it hits season three just because they don't think season four is going to be successful yeah um they cut things way too short um there's there are so many shows that could have gone on and, and been great that people did enjoy but they saw a small drop off or they started to see that slope down it's kind of like the opposite of somebody getting twitch partner you know with twitch they look at your your viewership and stuff climbing and they look at how well that's going and want to see if they can keep going that way um, netflix is kind of the same way with their shows if they start seeing the viewership decline they'll just ax it yeah and it, it is it it at the end of the day it's a business you know they're not here to help you or help me or help anyone get the things that they want without the you know appropriate funds yeah and that's and, why I, that's why i kind of don't want them getting into the gaming side of it because they've already got their business practices going this way with with movies and with tv and stuff i've already got enough other chefs in the kitchen when it comes to video games that's true I, the way i look at it and the thing that has you know that that i'm interested in seeing is it's a humbling moment if they get into this market um what are they going to do you know they're they're not going to have those staples they're not going to get those you know um you know like xbox exclusive characters playstation nintendo the reason Apple Arcade was so shaky to begin with is because it had nothing. It didn't have anything that you could do 
on, you know, on the. It didn't have like a, a staple game that people loved on there. Um, they had to come up with their own things and you know, reach out to people who were developing things. Hey, no, develop with us. Um, so or develop for us. Uh, they're gonna run into that exact same scenario, and they might be able to partner with you know like Gog and get some. Um, like CD Projekt Red stuff and some of their affiliates and, you know, yada, 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 Rockstar, who who knows? It could be, you know, it could be anybody. But at the end of the day, that's still one thing that you're going to be able to almost guarantee play somewhere else. Or, you know, like, it, like even looking at, like, Cyberpunk. Like, Stadia's big thing was like, oh, you can play Cyberpunk here in it. The only reason people were buying it there is because it was the best place to play it. It had the least likelihood of it failing. So they either would have to stumble upon something like that, have a studio, or in this case, they'd have to have a series of studios creating original content for them while still delivering things that people like to even be able to turn heads. It, it's going to be a humbling moment for them. Um, I, I look at it as a, a loss, this is going to be how, how they lose money. Um, but then again, it's still just going to be a, um, you know, a, a, a step. It's a step in the direction for what I think is still the future of video games. We just have to... We have to have that central app. Something that can connect all of the places that we like to, uh, you know... All the places that we like to play games. And so we can stream that in one place. Um, I think GOG was trying to do that. They have their GOG Galaxy. Uh, they have their GOG Galaxy app for desktop. Um, which is really, really cool. Um, it kind of connects everything. You can log into like tons of different accounts. And they I think they want to move in that direction. They want to make those partnerships. Um... But I, I just don't think it's happening yet. These these other companies are just too big. They're making too much money for them to go. Okay, you know we need you know we need more income. Let, let's go ahead and you know branch this out. Give people what they want and see if giving people what they want makes us enough money. And then even that's going to be a vicious cycle. When you know if that happens and they have more money again, guess what? They're going to go back to those old ways of like, okay, how do we make more money? Ha 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 ha. We can't ever be satisfied. Um, so yeah, ultimately just looking at this, um, it's cool. I'm open to it. Uh, you never know what's going to come out of it. Like, but ultimately I, would, I think it's humbling. When this first, when this news first hit, I didn't think it was going to go in the direction it did. Um, I thought oh, they want to pull people from the video game world in to consult on possible future, like, movies like movie and games. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, movies and TV series and stuff, because the ones they had have been really successful. We just... Um, I haven't sounds. finished it yet, but Castlevania Season 4 just wrapped, and that is... that they that, That's the end of the series. Um, and it wasn't a... This stuff was ramping down, and we had to cut at this season unexpectedly. Like, no, this was a really good show that was put together extremely well, 
and it wrapped up nicely. Um, it's yeah. it's not like it left everybody wanting and expecting what's going to happen next season. And we've already seen Netflix get some really cool shows based on some games. We've also seen them get some kind of eh, shows based on some games. Um, and I think that that's that I, if that's still an issue that they're having, I think that's what they would want is to pull somebody in that is used to or pull some people in that are used to the the video game side of it to to know what fans really want, what made certain story arcs and games very successful, what made certain games successful that can help translate them into into shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll see what comes of this. I, I can't wait to hear more. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they're having that conversation as well. There's definitely people at Netflix that are like, "This is a bad idea. Um, you know, this is going to lose us money." Um, those are the people that they should probably be listening to. Um, will they uh, tune in next week and uh, find out? Is my answer to that? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, so maybe. <laughs> uh, one of the more exciting things that I saw this week, it was exciting for me, um, I think most of us are excited for Back for Blood. They've listed... Oh yeah, Left for Dead 3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're skipping over 3 and they're going straight to uh, 4. Back for Blood. Left for Dead. I don't know. Uh, it's there. Uh, but you can head over to backforblood.com. You can check out all of the cleaners, all of the characters that are considered cleaners. And you can kind of see some inspiration in some of these characters. It's fun. Um, it looks like they're having fun with the game. They, they know what the game is. They're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, but, uh, yeah, in total, they have eight. And each of them have their own, of course, their own look. Their own personality, small backstory. Yeah, like we get the John Goodman. The John Goodman. Um, you get the doctor who, you know, heals. You get the mom who, you know, revives. Kisses um, your boo boos. Keeps makes her it children. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you have the, uh, at, like, the rebel, and you have the boy scout, and you have the all around character. They're all here. Um, and they all have their own, uh, you know, perks. Um, looking at a character like, uh, we mentioned the John Goodman character, since Hoffman. Um, he spawns ammo when he kills. He has a plus one offensive item slot and team ammo capacity increase. So it seems like each person has two perks and then a team perk, which is kind of cool. Um, looking at someone like Mom, she has instant revive, plus one support inventory, and plus one team extra life. Um, which is different from the doctor, who heals low health teammates even without items, uh, has better healing efficiency, and team trauma resistance. Um, so it's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, set yourself up with mom and doc, and then two damage dealers. You'll be able to roll through this game. Um, but then, scroll down just a little bit, <laughs> uh, you see some of the enemies. They've only released four. Uh, Snitcher, Tallboy, Reeker, and Stinger. Uh, they all have their own. I cannot wait to crack open a couple Tallboys with the crew. Tallboy. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. That's funny. Good job. That's funny. Um, they also have um, an official trailer. You can actually, you know, just search that up. Um, 
just kind of showing off each character's you know personality and and things like that um they're doing a pretty good job this trailer is actually really fun uh you see a little bit of gameplay you see a little bit of um cinematic um seeing the cinematic just want, makes me want like like i i, I don't know I, I it's fun to get a good cinematic for a specific character at, at certain you know um after completing something specific i don't know we used to get that kind of i think back in like the ps2 era where it's like oh you completed this whole thing with this character cool now learn more about them here's like a, a cool um thing it reminds me of like tony hawk pro skater where at the end you get like a skate video for that specific character um but you know i, I don't know I, I just kind of like side rant there but the the characters look fun the uh, idea is already familiar um i know i'm really excited for it i'm pretty sure filter is super excited for it this could actually be a game that we get him to play i don't know there's not enough spreadsheets that's true okay. poor hoffman <laughs> we'll have to find some spreadsheets maybe we can figure this out um but yeah go check that out get excited for it um if you like left for dead uh yeah you're gonna definitely gonna be into this Dude, I, just, right. I just feel like that ability is kind of a cop-out of that one character can break out of grabs like how how much does it how much do you suck to get captured so many times that you have to eventually get good at escaping it. Like, just don't get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, would, I, can, just, only, he, I can only hope for DLC, because... Uh, what he I, does is he just takes off all his clothes and just douses himself in Turkish oils, and he's slippery as fuck. You're not catching him. That's the real way to survive the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm just I'm just torn because there's so much going on on screen at once for this game. Like there's a lot of action, and yeah. then when it comes to what looks like some of these giant giant enemy fights, there's not much else going on. So I feel like what would make those more intimidating is just having more going on with those. Like yeah, give me a horde plus a gigantic fucking guy because that makes sense. And, and they, they were kind of showing that. Um... Where, uh, at a certain point, you know, half the team was turned around quelling the horde while the other were fighting, you know, some giant... I think they called him an ogre. Um, I feel like I just got spoiled by Resident Evil 8, though. And I, I still yeah. feel like it needed more enemies. I, I liked the enemies. I just think that mid-section of the game could have... Could have been longer. Could have been more. They could have done more with... Um, Donna, Benevito, and Morel. Poor Morel. Poor Morel. Anyway, uh, All right, Back for Blood is going to be a nice, awesome game being brought to us from Turtle Rock and Warner Brothers, which uh -huh. kind of throws another little wrench into things. Um, this is some news that we stumbled across that well, I just kind of accidentally found this morning that I didn't even know was really a, a thing. Um, so thanks to a new deal uh, with AT&T and Discovery um, because we just got to see uh, Discovery kind of merge in uh, with, uh, with Warner Media. 
Um, thanks to that complete merger, it looks like Warner Brothers Games is kind of getting split up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Which is a weird one, be because, like, it's just, it's weird. I don't really know how to explain why it's weird. I just think it's weird. So, we're used to the Warner Bros. Interactive and Warner Brothers games having, you know, specific titles. And when I think about it, when I think about Warner Brothers Interactive, I think of several different things. Now, they say they're going to be split up. So if you cut that in half, Warner Brothers games would go to this side with this team, you know, these other things would go over here with this team, you know, whoever is being split in between, which I think at this point it is uh, AT&T, yeah, AT&T and Discovery. So um, instead of going, okay, we're going to keep WB Games as a solid entity, it's going to shift over here, it appears they're splitting it. Um, at least from what I understand. Is is, is is that what you were reading as well? Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like... It, it, I, I guess their logic is that it'll be kind of better all around to help share the focus. Um, I don't know. It's weird because a couple well, of different places have really looked into it. Um, and we've got some huge games that are there, but... No details are really provided on how it will be split, um, but Warner Brothers is they're they're the parent company of like a dozen studios. So if, if yeah. you look at those and break it down, that's Nether Realm, that's Monolith, that's Avalanche, Rocksteady, uh, Playdemic, um, TT Games, and just straight up Warner Brothers Games Studios um, that are in a couple different places. Yeah. So. Are we going to see, like, what is this going to mean going forward? Is it going to be something big and different? Um, are we going to see the uh, the way Gearbox was recently treated during their acquisition of, yeah, we're just going to let you guys do your own thing, you're just going to make us money? Um, or are we going to see much more hands-on? Yeah, I, and I don't think we'll see anything until whatever this is, is done. Um, the dust settles, I mean, we haven't... I mean, we've got a new Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat. You know, it, it's like, hey, we can produce a new game. We can do some new things without really doing too much. Um, really haven't heard too much from, you know, Middle Earth or Batman. Uh, Lego's kind of, I think, a similar way. I think they're, you know... Um, you know, I, I think they're similar to something like Mortal Kombat. Like, hey, we can do this world that's it's pretty simple um not saying it's simple by any means but it, it's easier than creating something like the nemesis system for you know shadows of uh or middle earth the middle earth games um but it's interesting though uh that they decide like hey how, how would you even decide who goes where how like it would just be like is this just like uh like a divorce you know Okay, well, I want this. Okay, I want this. Right. Like a, an NFL draft? Who gets the first round pick? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird. I, I feel like it's going to be, like, assigned out. Um, and I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, 
who knows what kind of weird logic they could use behind it, but it could be something to come down as, as easy as budget. Yeah. At which point you'll start seeing, you know, this this umbrella responsible for this much of a, a this this many dollars in, in game development, and then this one being responsible for this much instead, um, without being able to kind of shuffle things around, or maybe we'll see more micromanaging happening. Who knows? Um, it's just a weird one. Um, it's yeah, a weird it one that kind of slipped under the rug for a lot of people. It it would have been. Um... I know months back, uh, I think it says, yeah, it says July here. Um, AT&T, we were talking about it. They were looking to offload the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment um, and sell it. And Microsoft was pegged as a possible buyer. Um, that kind of would have been an ideal situation. Because they would have treated, I, I feel like they would have treated those properties right now. Now it's like, uh, you know, it's like a divorce with a couple of kids. And it's like, well, I'm going to take this one and you take that one. You know what I mean? That's the way it feels. So it's, it's, uh, some things might fall through the cracks here. Is, is the, like, not trying to sugarcoat it response that I'd give here. Um, but some good things could come of this too. Getting some of these people that you know have worked in the same areas, uh, you know, uh, under the same umbrella, uh, but maybe they've never worked together. You know, this could open up where the nemesis system could emerge. Um, because you know we've been saying, especially on this podcast for years, we love the nemesis system. We'd love to see it in other things. So. Yeah, you know, we'll keep definitely keep an eye on this, I, and I imagine we'll be reporting on where the studios go and what ends up happening with that. Um, but I agree. I think it is. It's a very weird. It's uh, a very weird thing in general. Yeah, it's like I said. It came out of nowhere. It. it I I found this article. Um, as a footnote linked in another article that I was looking through for something completely different. So it's really weird yeah. that this didn't come across anywhere like over the past week. And this stuff happened like right after we finished recording last week. Um, I just thought it was really weird and really different that I cannot even remember what I was looking for when I found this article. Like it was a random link that said, <laughs> Warner Brothers, blah blah blah. I was like, "What?" And I clicked it. I was like, "This is there's no way this is right." And I like scoured and scoured, and there's like only three or four articles out there about it. So it's 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 weird. It's definitely going to be unique. That's for sure. For sure. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that is our last article for this week. Um, so as always, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, if you get the chance. Head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc and chat with us about all of the top video game stuff over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, shares. Follow us on Twitter as well at mammothgamesinc so you know we go live sharing some other stuff over there. Um, if there's something specific you want to see, you can also drop us that line. We're uh, all ears for things that you guys may be interested in. Oh. But until next week, I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. 
and I, for once, have finished a video game the month it came out, and that was Resident Evil 8. So yeah. now that I'm done with that, this is Johnny Riot. Have a good one, guys.